Welcome back to another episode of Organic with OG Adriana, a podcast that explores the intersection of authenticity, mindful consumption, and radical mother effing healing. I'm your girl, your host, Adriana, aka OG Adriana, if you nasty. And y'all, we back on this podcast, Mike. Um, I, I, I'm a little sick. I am recovering from a bit of a cold that I was yeah plagued with goddamn um i've honestly been in bed for the last week trying to recover trying to do the best i can take all the herbs in the book um literally nurse myself back to health naturally without drugs and but we'll get there we'll get there in the things that i've been ingesting y'all um as far as my current life the things that i've been doing currently just healing um and honestly in texas it's cold as shit right now and i have zero desire to do much of anything because i am very much a springtime baby i do not enjoy this weather i i do not prefer weather that is under 65 degrees to be quite honest um it's not my thing i Nah, so I'm completely in hibernation mode. Um, I've also been in super creative mode, super manifestation mode. Um, y'all know we are gearing into um like grind season as this next year approaches. A lot of us are working on our goals for the next Gregorian. Is it Gregorian or Gregarian? Dominique, somebody. <laughs> Help me out. Somebody fact check me real quick because I don't feel like doing the Googles. Y'all know what the hell I mean. Um, but yeah, as the new calendar year comes to, um, is approaching, we, we trying to get on our shit. We're trying to make our plans, or at least for me, I'm trying to make my plans. I am trying to manifest certain things. I'm trying to make sure certain things are in order and set up so that my path can be super easy in manifesting certain things. Um, and yeah, just trying to be a better human, trying to do the things that, I don't know, trying to do the things, all, all the things, y'all. Um, Dog, I love, how am I on the wrong notes page? I love how I, I get to a place where I feel like I'm doing the right thing and then magically, right, my page turns, but um, still not the correct notes, still reading the incorrect note. Y'all, let me get my life together really quick. Give me, give me a second. Give me two seconds, right? All right. Um, yeah, but hella creative, hella sick, hella rest, hella content on the way. Y'all, I promise there, there's tons of content to come. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can find it at OG Adriana. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, subscribe, please. I promise. I know that I've been saying that content is dropping, but before the end of 2022, content will be dropping. I am going to damn near dump all of my my 
my content thus far, right? That I feel like dropping. So please subscribe to my YouTube. Um, get me back, get me up to monetization status. Y'all know we've talked about this on the podcast. YouTube did change their terms of conditions, um, more so like the AdSense portion of YouTube, um, Google AdSense, to where, yeah, there there's certain criteria for yeah, being monetized, and I lost the privilege of monetization. Um so help your girl go subscribe to YouTube. If you are not subscribed right now in this moment, goddamn pause the fucking podcast. If you have to and go subscribe to my YouTube channel, OG Adriana, please Marley. See now my cat is messing with things. Let, let's get through this segment. Goddamn. Um, but as far as current events, y'all, the, the Shankella Robinson story, um, has been picked up by the Tamika Mallory, um, and the FBI is now involved. Um, if you don't know, there was a black woman. Um, this story did go pretty viral on Twitter, um, because it was not gaining news recognition. Um, however, a woman, a, a young woman had went on a girl's trip or a friend's trip or something or another, um, to some Mexican place. I want to say Cabo, one of, one of the popular tourist destinations. Right. Um, and she did not return because she was murdered in her hotel room. Um, I did see some video footage that was oh my gosh it made me so sad um it wasn't of her her death because I definitely refuse and I pray to God that I my eyes never come across death on the timeline however um the the video that I saw was super graphic and trigger warning for this entire conversation I'm so sorry I did not preface this um with that right um however yeah, super sad story. Um, definitely brought up the conversation about watching who your friends are, watching who you trust. Definitely not going out of town with people that you do not trust. Y'all, I say this all the time. I would rather travel alone. And I actually prefer traveling alone. I would rather do that than organize a trip where I have to sleep in the same room. Like, dog, I couldn't. I had to say no to my best friend's birthday because this whole wanted to have me in a room full of non-black people spending the night and shit, nigga, in a cabin, bitch. No, I don't give a fuck if it's the United States. I'm not going on no girl's trip. I'm not doing none of that shit. If I do not know and love and trust you, goddamn, and I only know and love a few people who are not my family. And that's on that. And I just think that this story is super sad um, may God rest her soul. May justice be brought to her family because I know that that is some closure that a lot of times our human ego wants when the spirit transitions, especially when um, spirit transitions in a violent way. Um, yeah, I, I just pray that all of those unanswered questions, I pray that yeah, the family gets healing and the family gets answers to those questions because that shit is fucking trash. So rest in peace, um, Shankella Robinson. I am not positive how to pronounce her name. Black woman, if I'm not pronouncing your name, just rest your soul. Um, and yeah, that the shit is trash, dude. Super fucking trash. Watch who you are around for real, for real. Um, 
another thing that I wanted to talk about in current events of the world, um, I did not save this for the music portion because I do not personally listen to a bunch of new Latin music in this time of my life. However, I think this is very noteworthy of a conversation to have, especially on my platform when we talk so much about decolonization and we talk so much about um, like appropriation, right, of culture. So the Latin Grammys happened, right? Um, and Rosalia won album of the year. Was it album of the year or artist? Al- I think I believe it was album of the year. Rosalia, uh, a woman who people love her music. People say that she's a musical genius. She's great at what she does. Great. All of that. Great. Um, however, Rosalia is a whole pop star from Spain, right? In Spain, the language is Spanish. However, Spain is not a Latin American culture. So, although some of Rosalia's audience may be mostly in Latin America, right? Where Spanish is the dominant language. Is it fair for her to have one? Is it? Like, I'm just, I'm just very confused. Is it fair for her to be um, considered for a Latin Grammy? Do the Latin Grammy Association need to be called, renamed rather, the Latin and Hispanic Grammy category? Because in my brain, a white girl from Spain? They the original colonizers. Goddamn, they them niggas are the original ones. Goddamn, they are the reason that their white ass language is even in Latin America to begin with. So Latin Grammys, y'all gonna y'all got something to say or nah? As of this point, when I'm recording this, um, the Latin Grammy Association Academy, right? <laughs> Academy. Um they have yet to come out with a statement or I have yet to see any statement from them. However, bitch, no, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Um, And shout out to my man's Benito, who should have won that particular award over Rosalia. Um, And yeah, I guess that's all I want to say about current events, which y'all know is the white ass gossip section of the world. <laughs> Goddamn of my podcast, rather. Um, But just to recap last week's episode, my nigga, y'all ran this up. If you were introduced to my podcast via my last episode, I appreciate you. I I, I really do. Like, that means so, so much. Um, I am so thankful for all of you because y'all ran that shit the fuck up. Like, I know that I tell you niggas to run it up, but y'all actually ran that up in the first week. Y'all, and and shout out to No Hiatus Mommy during this miniseries. I am on this mic for the third consecutive week um, without any break. So shout out to me. I just want to thank me. But nigga, last week's episode, which was entitled simply The Fresh Episode, right? Ooh, child. It featured Sir... Fresh Knight, who gave the government goddamn in that episode. So if you don't know the man's government, go go listen back. Because he was trying to act like he didn't want to give it out. And then he just gave it out. And it was just, I, I stand. I stand the comfortability. But this guy, 
right um came on my podcast and he talked very candidly and i let my ego out goddamn in the segments in the surrounding segments of that interview um because y'all this man is this man has all the quote-unquote clout right in austin this man has all the quote-unquote recognition this man feels like he made it in his spirit. He is actualizing his dream. He set out on a path and he is doing the shit that he envisioned for himself. Right? He said this on the podcast. Right? And this man did not hesitate. And I know I said this last episode, but y'all gonna have to hear it again. This man did not hesitate to come and chop it up with me. This man didn't hesitate about schedules. This man didn't hesitate about, oh, I need to hear it back so we can, like, this man came on my podcast and was able to speak so eloquently and so unapologetically, right, about his story. It, it was just so beautiful. And I think it's a learning curve for some of you niggas because some of y'all niggas are not talented or I'm not going to say not talented, like, but I'm just saying, some of you niggas, like, you know what I mean, for lack of better words, right? Um, Some of you niggas are not doing the work, right? Getting, like, some of y'all are, and, and by the work, I don't mean healing or inner work like normal Adriana, like I would normally say, right? I mean, y'all ain't out here in the street actually getting paid for your art, right? Which is okay, nigga. I'm not getting paid for for this thing necessarily, right? Um, monetarily. But y'all act too motherfucking famous for me. And I can't. And also, I know last episode that I said that there is a particular rapper who has the finest rapper wife ever. Um, I, I will just say that the the entire couple some of y'all have guessed right and y'all niggas nosy for that and i feel you shout out to y'all but some people have guessed who the fine ass rapper wife is and while a lot of the people that you guessed are beautiful beautiful women the only other thing that i will say about this subject goddamn it i'm gonna end this segment i promise uh, but the only other thing that i'm going to say right is the the person, the people who I I mentioned, right, as having more clout than fresh, you know, all that shit. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, nigga, why are you here? Go run it back. Go, like, let's go. Um, but they are both, both of them are older than me. And I am 30 years old. So both partners, both the rapper and his beautiful, fine ass, just amazing, stunning rapper wife, right? <laughs> and so much more than that. Like, honestly, so much more than that. Um, they, they are both older than me. And that is all I will say about that. That's the last hit. But what I will say is that I mentioned all of that to say they, like, it's love. It's like, bro, that, that's not even in the conversation. But some of you niggas are too famous for me. Some of you niggas, like, are really fake as hell. Some of y'all only like looks that have been popping for years and that 
you know, you feel like is going to be a good look for your brand, um, not understanding and not feeling that nigga, what I'm doing is so much more than that. So if you come with me, if you come at me with that energy and try to mask it as something else, like it's one thing if you come to me with the energy of, yeah, I'm really too famous for you and I'm really not going to do that. Like your podcast is not worthy of my time. If you come to me with that energy, I respect that a thousand percent. But if you come to me or if you come to me with that energy saying those words, rather, I respect that. But if you come to me with that energy, but your words are like you're beating around the bush, like you acting scared to say what you really feel like you're you're leading me on you know when it comes to conversations on this like nigga i peep it i like i i literally viscerally in my body on a cellular level can feel when you niggas move weird with me so stop playing goddamn stop playing on my name stop playing on my spirit because at the end of the day this podcast is not just media me doing these interviews are not just me doing little interviews so I can get clout, so I can get popping, so I can go viral. My nigga, I'm really trying to save the black ass world. God damn it. That's not to say that I'm only going to talk to black people on this podcast. We, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. However, my priority in my mission in my assignment in this world, and I can say this with such conviction because I had to fucking fight to figure it out, nigga. God had to reveal to me through test after test after motherfucking test that this is the path for me. But yeah, this shit is bigger than media, nigga. This is some save the black ass world shit. I was put on this planet to lead my people um, to a higher place as a whole to build community and facilitate healing for my people goddamn as a whole and it it's heavy on my people because i understand that um as this platform grows and gets bigger there are going to be people from different backgrounds listening to me um but i need y'all niggas to know not y'all niggas but i need y'all non-black folk to know that my assignment and my mission for doing this podcast is not for y'all my assignment and my mission is not for doing my podcast to these coon ass niggas who be acting too motherfucking famous to come talk about their motherfucking mental health and help somebody along through their testimony, right? My my assignment is not to do that. My assignment is to to really build some shit, right? And to really heal some shit. I don't give a fuck about clout. I don't give a fuck about money, but I say all that to say Go run that fresh episode if you haven't listened to it. If you are here for whatever reason, I am pretty sure all the people who regularly listen to my podcast have already ran that episode. But if you're here and you haven't listened, go run it back, please. But that being said, let's get into the things that I am currently ingesting. Y'all, this intro was not supposed to be this long. Y'all, let's get it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> End up ended. <laughs> All right, y'all. So if you've been here before, y'all have heard this spiel before. But if you knew when I say the things that I am currently ingesting, I mean all the many means in which that you can in, in which you can ingest things. Um, 
Yeah. And all the many things that you can possibly ingest, not just food, sending it through your digestive tract. Um, Oftentimes that's the only form of ingesting that we pay attention to because we are physically eating something. However, um, just as much as food affects our physical health, right? Also our mental and spiritual health, which we have talked about a lot on this podcast. Um, But the things that we listen to, um, the programs that we watch, the hobbies that we indulge in, the company we keep, all of these things are different things that we can ingest. Um, and I think it is very, very important to keep note of these things. I like to use this segment of my podcast as sort of an accountability checker, um, because as I've talked about so much, I love to, uh, I don't know, I, I think it is a very valuable tool to go back and audit your progress, see the things that work and continue doing those things, Um, see the things that do not necessarily work for you and kind of refine those things and tweak stuff as needed, right? So to get started with the things that I am currently ingesting or have been over this past couple of weeks when it comes to, or over this past week, when it comes to food, drinks, and supplements, honey, I've been sick child. Um, As I said before, I know y'all can hear it in my voice. I am recovering from a cold, a whole bunch of congestion, meaning I have been eating a bunch of soup. I have been um, taking all of the herb, whole bunch of ginger echinacea or whatever Big Sean said, you feel me? Um, Lots of turmeric shots, ginger shots, um, all the teas in the book. Um, I I know I did tell y'all that I have recently began integrating egg into my diet. Um, I have always, even when I was super strict with a plant-only diet, right, um, I, I still ingested honey. Honey has is an ancestral medicine for me. Um, I obviously know it's literally bee vomit. However, I believe in the healing powers of honey because I watched my grandmama and my grandmama's grandmama and them, all of them make medicines and tinctures um using honey as a sacred medicine so nigga i've been on the honey honey a lot um a bunch of lemon a bunch of just just getting my body together i'm also ovulating y'all and i have been craving spicy food which is weird i typically crave sweet food during my ovulation and spicy food during my period but y'all it's been the opposite so far like this last two periods which has had me kind of mind blown but yeah so I have made buffalo cauliflower I think my cauliflower my fried cauliflower is some of the best if not the best I've ever had in my life um so I've had a bunch of that and it has been delicious um but yeah y'all that's really it you know still taking probiotics still taking um oh I've actually gotten back taking my sea moss plus immunity it has um elderberry and echinacea um as well infused up in that sea moss capsule so i have been taking that honey i have just been trying to get well that that is my main priority i just want to feel better um i do not enjoy being congested i do not enjoy my voice sounding like this all the time all the time you know there's levels right (laughs) if you catch my drift um but yeah, that that's really it as far as like food stuff. Um, now when it comes to like media, I've honestly had pretty much the same podcast rotation. Um, <coughs> and 
but I this couple of weeks I've really been in my YouTube bag as far as podcasts. So I've been watching, um, catching up on Angela Angela Yee's Lip Service podcast via YouTube. You know, sometimes I do listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, but I've I've been wanting to watch visual versions. I watched the Young Blue version or Young Blue interview on Angela Yee's podcast, which was a pretty cool episode. Um, I also have been binging, or there was a day rather that I binged some drink champs um I was able to watch the Jay Prince episode super good and informative um I I I just stand hip-hop history I think that is something on this podcast I've talked about a lot um it's something it's a subject that really pulls at my heartstrings um yeah so I've been the Jay Prince interview it it really it had all my my buzzes going my hip-hop my hip hop brain was definitely on, definitely in the nerdy hip hop bag with that one. Um, I watched Remy Ma's Drink Champs finally, which I don't know how I've skipped over that one. Super good episode. I rewatched Issa Rae's Still Got Beef for Her Ass because who the fuck picks Drake over Wayne? That's insanity. Like, I. <sighs> That's all I'm going to say about that. But I do love me some Issa Rae. Um, don't call me white girl. I have list. I, I do listen to that podcast very often every Tuesday when it drops while I'm at work. Um, however, I recently watched it on YouTube. Her interview with Just Hilarious. Them niggas both look beautiful and super funny interview between them. Those two women are they have such a specific like comedic it's not even a comedic approach they just some naturally funny hood ass bitches like and I stand I love it um y'all so I watched Angie Martinez's um interview with Ashanti and moving right along that's all I would say about that but y'all know how I feel about Angie Martinez that's my girl um and y'all I I watched Savage or Rihanna's Savage X Fenty volume I believe it's volume four fashion show the looks were the looks were looking the cameos were cameoing um shout out to Rihanna for just being just being a queen and Ugh, she's just amazing doing super good things um oh so I've, I've kind of been in my amazon prime bag that being said um well that's where the fenty fashion show airs um or drops but i also watched the 20th anniversary live performance with the Atlantic Symphony Orchestra, whatever them niggas are called. But either way, it's the 20th anniversary of Illmatic. Nas did a performance with an orchestra performing this album. The nigga was dressed up in a whole tuxedo, honey, looking like Nas be looking, except an old version. And that was really good. It, it was really cool. I really liked the commentary in between. I, uh, what a classic album. Shout out to Illmatic. I have definitely ran back Illmatic, the album, um, after that that because hip-hop history I just I stand I I was not even born when this album was dropped right or was I born I was born but I was was I born honey like listen I was a baby I was very tiny when this album dropped so to to see this Amazon Prime situation it was like a really cool thing um watching the Nas performance led me into that music documentary bag on prime video and i finally watched mary j blige's my life 
I actually want to rewatch Mary J. Blige's My Life tonight as I am eating dinner um, because, wow, cried like a baby several times. Miss Mama, amazing woman. That being said, y'all, when it comes to music, the music I've been ingesting, I've been so heavy in my R&B bag listening to so much Mary J. Blige. Shout out to that My Life album because the shit, it hits a little different as a grown-up. Um, I have definitely been vocal about my disdain, I will say, for Mary J. Blige, but I think I, I just didn't get it. It didn't click. And obviously there were songs and hits that I know and love, um, but getting super deep into her bag, like I get it. And shout out to a fucking queen, an amazing, resilient, beautiful queen. And y'all, shout out to Mary. Um, y'all, I've talked about this song on my podcast, but you remind me my Mary J. Blige is on the What's the 411 album. That is one of my favorite R&B songs in history. I think sonically, it is just a perfect 90s R&B song. In every way, the melodies, the harmonies, the the beat selection, the the music, just everything is is beautiful. So I've definitely been listening to that. Um, what else? Yeah, honestly, a whole bunch of R and B. That that's all I would say about that. A whole bunch of R and B music. Y'all know I am always in my R and B bag. But that being said, we got an interview to get to y'all, and I have definitely had. Um, I've definitely had more than a few struggles getting this interview out. Um, it is the third and final installment of our Black Media Month episode. Um, it is a beautiful conversation. I'm very thankful to have this conversation. I do remember the day that I had the conversation, it was, I, I needed it. I needed to hear every single word of it. I, I think there, we had a super dope conversation. So without further ado, let's get into it. Goddamn, the topic of the week that y'all know is not a topic of the week, but soon come. It'll be an actual topic, but y'all. Let's get into it. <laughs> can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Hello. Okay. Awesome. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> well, we here. We good. What's up? Yes, we are here and we are good. I am chilling. I'm at the crib. Yeah. Just put my puppy Rooney to sleep. I'm in whole natural mode. I have clothes on. <laughs> I, I love that. I stand. I mean, even if you didn't, it will be fine. We will get through you know. it. Period. <laughs> How are you today? I am well. It has been um, a very rainy day. It's like my favorite weather. So I've just been at home, lighting candles, all the good stuff, relaxing, you know? <laughs> yes, all the good stuff. Wait, what is your tattoo of? Oh, this is um, my Zodiac. Okay. First of all, she's Penelope. That's her name. Yes, Penelope. Um, Yes, she has eyelashes if you look closely. <laughs> and it's my zodiac sign. It's a um crab. So it has like all of the whenever I was in college, sophomore year, I was really into what everybody's into now. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. it's like um this was like my spirit animal. 
<laughs> oh yes, big cancer energy. We stand. Yes. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm a cancer moon, like both tropical and sidereal. So I like cry every day. Literally. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I know the feels. I do. Well, I mean, I guess we can get started. I guess I'll talk to my folk real quick. Um, so friends, if you don't know, now you know for the entire month of November, I am talking to the peeps, the media peeps who talk to all of these crazy erratic <laughs> artists and amazing thinkers and who share the stories as do I. I think it is a very important time um, on this podcast, especially to pay homage, I think, to just media as a sport as a thing um but to also pick the brains of the folk that people don't be picking the brains of like the people behind it all right so today right we are joined by miss what's the budget herself right and we will get there we'll definitely get there um but yeah jay hope a, a media person a person who has a lot of good energy a person who definitely height fished on the internet because I had no clue that she was like tall and I always like remember right when people are like actually taller than me because in my head right I'm like like five eight at least right in my brain you know but so when there's people that are taller than me and that have like really good energy and they're like not like mean and don't want to like just run all over the small people or whatever I always remember that and that resonates um but yeah J-Hope friend what's your real name can you release your government name hey everybody it's your girl J-Hope my government name is Jasmine Atkins there you go Jasmine Hope Atkins is my name. I'm really putting myself out here. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I love that. Jasmines are always like good energy. Yeah. And you know, I like that. I stick it. Wait, is your hair red velvet? Okay, so look, I just got my hair locked and I'm in need of a major league retwist. So I'm doing that later today. And I was at the hair store like, yo, I need to get into these hair wraps and turbans and stuff like that. Dude, this one is already put together. You just pop it on and you're good to go. It's so snug and it keeps your hair soft. It doesn't make it coarse because you know how some of the hair wraps goes against the hair. Yeah. When I tell you I love this thing and they have it in so many different colors, like I'm in love with this thing. I want more. I want a purple one. <laughs> so, Listen, yes. it is beautiful. First of Thank all, you. you are glowing. Like, I don't know whether or not you have on makeup you. right now, but you look... See? <laughs> fire like it's, it's very you. much giving face and I, I I my best friend right is an esthetician um and she is very and even since we were kids right in high school she's always been very interested in like the neck decollete area and you're very much giving all of that right so okay the <laughs> hardest question ever arguably right who are you who is j-hope Okay, so well, who is Jasmine? Like, that's what I say. What's up? Let's get into it for real, for real. Okay, so I'll start with who is the J Hope or what is the J Hope? J Hope is essentially okay. J Hope was my way of renaming myself and reclaiming myself. Mm -hmm. Um, my name is Jasmine Atkins. That is the name my mother gave me. I love my mom for that because she definitely thought a long time on my name. <laughs> and um, I remember 
I had actually went to her before I started calling myself J Hope, and I was like, "Hey, mom, I don't mean any disrespect or anything, but I don't like my I don't like this title anymore that you're giving me. I'm getting rid of this government thing." <laughs> and she was like, "What What are you up to now?" Because I was always the weird child or the yeah. other. So I um, definitely relate. <laughs> I went to her. Um, I want to say it was my senior year of college. And I was just going through that, you know, that senior jitters going into the real world. And I'll like, say, I want to go out into this world as my own person. Like I've been yeah. doing and following the rules. So now I want to be J-Hope. Um, so I remember I was like, maybe I can change my name to something cool. I think the first name I wanted to go with was Persephone Weber or something like that. I don't even know where that came from. I was like, I'm going to be Persephone Weber. Like she sounds mysterious and beautiful and elegant. Like let me be her but then like man I went on this like real life awakening journey thing it was like I was fasting I was praying trying to get out of college I was fasting by force I'll put it like that broke college yeah. student agenda so, <laughs> but, but what a perfect time manner. right <laughs> yeah so I came out with J-Hope because it cuts off the rest of my um uh, as mine is what I took off I'm not yours I'm my own so what? I went there that's beautiful then, <laughs> yes J is gender neutral so that helped me out a lot as well because a lot of people wouldn't um communicate with me in regard to business stuff because I was a female and I was yeah. upset about because I come from Louisiana yeah. and I will say in the last 10 years, a lot of stuff has changed. And I can say personally, I know I put my foot down to put some pathway out because it was a lot trying to just like get into certain places and spaces as a woman and a woman who was there for a certain type of business. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I'm not here to be cute. I'm not here to be pretty. Just call me Jay. Like, leave it at that. So <laughs> it was I love it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, but what a well thought out process and what a, I guess, coming into yourself even more like that <laughs> shit is, is very deep, you know, like um, I have as a person, right, who was also the, the definite weird person of my family. I've also danced around with the idea of my name in its entirety listen it's a long ass name I don't know what these like these niggas thought that I was gonna be out the womb just spelling a whole alphabet of a name right but <laughs> I I definitely danced around with that idea and I've never heard someone I guess articulate their reasoning for you know like re I reinventing themselves <laughs> in that way I think that's just so beautiful, right? So you became this like J Hope person, right? Yes. But but who is Jasmine? Like when you were growing up, did you were you born and raised in Louisiana? No, I'm actually from North Dakota. So well, yeah. I was born in North Dakota. Me and Wiz Khalifa was born in the same hospital. I tell people that all the time. We have the same entry points. So That's we true. connect it some type of way. Wiz Khalifa, if you see this or when you see this, hit me up. Let's talk. Let's go. <laughs> So um, I was born in North Dakota. My mom was um, in the Air Force. After she had me, she decided to move back down south. So um, I grew up mostly in Arkansas, Louisiana, the backwoods area. I grew up on a farm, girl. Oh. So <laughs> it was a lot growing up. Um, honestly, like at this big age, I'm finally like content and very much so proud of everything that I've overcome and had to face up until this point mm -hmm. because like I grew up in poverty like 
our family had it all, then lost it all sort of thing. And then the family broke up and then it was just a lot. So I've seen like, again, some of the stuff that's on the main stage of life right now, I've had to like really experience firsthand. So I would say my childhood and growing up and everything, it was a very bittersweet thing like everybody's maybe, but I love me some dark chocolate with fruit. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Yes. Oh, so I stand. So what are some maybe like hobbies and interests that you had as a kid that maybe you can see translating into adults? I was like, okay, this is so funny. I was the third born and the only girl at the time. I had two older brothers. Mm -hmm. So I was always trying to follow the boys. Let me hang out with my bros. That's my favorite. Like, let me be the girl around the boys because, you know, they take care of us type junk. And let me just hang out with them. So I was always that kid. Um, I'm the kid that would, we, we had homework. I was that one. And yeah, I, I, <laughs> I felt that with terrible. my soul. See, and I, okay. It was like, I was always the kid who wanted to play school, but then I was the weird kid. So I got bullied a lot. I got bullied so much. Like it was terrible time at a point and then it was just like I was always the explorer kid so essentially I do believe in keep your childhood dreams alive I've always been interested in media music arts and culture things like that because I read tons I read the encyclopedias like growing up I read tons of books so you get it I knew we were connected for real (laughs) so information entertainment nature And just life itself is what I was interested in as a kid. And I see that now in my life as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I would say this week, actually, I honored that by just really taking time out to play with my um, puppy. And I remember sitting outside on the ground with him, playing in the dirt, just like drawing in dirt with a stick. And I was like, like, it hit me and I was like, holy crap. Like, I have my own things now for real. Like, oh my gosh, like, dude. It's been a journey and yeah. I'm just now at this point of realization to where it's like, dude, you're doing a really great job. I pat myself on the back. You're doing a good job. I remember speaking certain things and I look around me now and I see those things in my life and I'm just like, wow, like God is great. Life is good. Even through the hardships, like here we are. So yeah <laughs> I love that and you know so often we forget to take the time out to like really step back and be like whoa I actually manifested some shit like I actually made some stuff happen like God yes. really is good like is you know great. like we say that <laughs> right we say this passively and we're like yes our blessings this but like that moment of like reckoning like yes I got those blessings like they actually here they might not always look how I want them to look or maybe not always like maybe sometimes we're overlooking them yeah. I had that realization this morning too um Instagram did this thing and put me together a reel and it was just different images I took and I'm like I was thinking like oh my gosh I had read a quote it was like pay attention to the pictures that folks post because that's really what's in their hearts that sort of thing and I was like mm, what do I be posting so yeah. I had to go um when that reel popped up I had that moment of like sometimes we overlook our blessings in life or the things that we think we're looking for and it's like 
you know, you're looking for your keys, they're right there on the couch. But if you move that shirt, it's literally right there. So it's just like, sometimes we do look at the peak of our noses and only see what's like directly right there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, take that one step back and look around you and know that like, hey, this, I have something to do with. And I want to commend you as well. I was listening to you on Spotify and you were just really speaking your mind and your thoughts. And I was like, oh my gosh, girl, that hit my heartstrings because I'm like, you spoke so much life into me. There was a time where I had a microphone in front of me and I was so scared to say certain things because I'm like, oh my gosh, just said in the third, blase, blase, what are people going to think? I'm in these positions. Am I going to get removed? Like crazy stuff. Because I used to work and government stuff like crazy stuff so Ooh, yeah man. it was just like the fact that you're doing what you're doing speaking what you're speaking gaining the knowledge and sharing what you share girl you are definitely the ancestors <laughs> prayers and dreams manifested right there because I don't know if people know how serious it is for us to be black with platforms yeah it, it's amazing and we in Texas <laughs> we in Texas listen yeah you doing the door thing <laughs> okay so first of all don't make me cry i've been thinking about this a lot lately right um and a, a lot of people recently have said something similar to that and it's very it's hard for me to take that in right and i'm gonna stop saying it's hard for me it i i am working better to take certain things in but yes. i realize you know i'm able to do that because damn I really was like this weird ass kid who really did get bullied and who really had to work my way out of a bunch of mental shit before I could even work myself into the physical oh, comfortability gosh. you feel me um so now it's kind of like I can't have a filter like I can't I can't I, I feel like I will be doing such a disservice to my ancestors yes. if I were to be trying so consciously to fit into spaces that are not necessarily for me you know so what what they say if we got to cut off our limbs to fit in that box then you're already dead like what you doing like, why <laughs> like how do we even get here so i appreciate that this is not about adriana because ew gross tomato tomato you so, i'm mad i'm mad so whenever you uh were a kid and you had all these interests right and you yes. could see yourself you know being super interested in media and culture also really quick the encyclopedia shit that was crazy because look Bruh. when my one of my uncles passed away like a great uncle and for some reason I inherited like a box set of these encyclopedias knowledge shorty right knowledge. and like hella <laughs> fucking records and like cds and stuff so like most of my like musical recollection is from that collection of records yes. and cds and fucking encyclopedias like just looking through them on bored ass days also growing up not having a lot but got some time to read you got some time, you know like that's so Ain't interesting it. reading is like okay so reading i fell in love with reading at a very very young age mm -hmm. because um I didn't grow up in like the most calm household. So it was a lot going on a lot of the time. Like it was a bunch of stuff all the time. So reading would really allow me the escape to like go into a different world. And that also inspired me to write like a lot. So I spent a ton of time with my grandmother 
And I used to write her short stories a lot of the time. She like, hey, come to, cause we had a firewood heater and she like, come to the heater, read me stories. What'd you write today? Like really challenged me on that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I just had a passion for storytelling or at least sharing information. So it's just like, I would write small stories about our real life interactions. But the best part about that was the fact that I can make the ending how I wanted it. Like that was the most beautiful thing to me. And it's like, even if we had a not so great day, um, I would at least be able to write a story or we could all share certain story types and create a better day. Like that sort of thing. So at a very young age, like I will say my grandmother did plant a seed in me to like of control, like co-creation and control, that sort of thing. Not like, oh, I want to take over everything more. So like, hey, you can take over yourself. Because like short story, my grandmother was married at 15 and my grandpa was like two times her age. (laughs) So also my grandma was like native and black and my grandfather was black and white. So it was a lot going on there. Interesting. And that day and age, it's like you can't be those type of things and be one as well as free or out loud with that job. So we were in the backwoods. Um, My grandma used to tell me stories about how she want to do certain things people always tell her no or tell her she can't do something and she didn't even get a chance to get all of her education but she raised all her kids and stuff like that and it's just like she absolutely empowered me to do what I need to do watch what I say because I do have a bit of a brain and a mouth so sometimes that can be a a problem (laughs) but now that I'm at this age I finally got into a space of humility as well as gratitude to where I have to be in control of what I'm saying other people can't make me emotionally regurgitate ridiculous stuff I need to be more calm and process things differently and I say that because this clicked in my head a lot of us as black women are known to be labeled or put on as something negative because we have an opinion or because we have something to say or because we feel we have the privilege to say something and it's just like again you you really sparked something in me when I was listening to you and even when I see you and met you it was just like oh my gosh she reminds me of me or at least the person that I'm trying to grow to be so it's like again I commend you Cause like the more that you do what you do, the more I can do what I do. And it's like, I'm hoping that we both can just beam so bright and great that I have a lot of nieces and nephews. I want all the children in the world to have their own shit. So <laughs> that's where we at right now. <laughs> Listen, J-Hope. Yeah. Speak some life here. <laughs> literally speak all the life I stand. And listen, humility, that is a word that I am for sure writing down after this episode because I, I think that is that's something that I have been I've missed the bar on and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard that conversation um articulated that way like that whole like having to having to to think about what you're saying having to really process these things so that it's not misconstrued like and it's not like a like a code switchy thing and it's not like a like a whatever thing but more so like dang like I I know who I am and I know that like how I want like my words to be perceived I said what I said head ass but yes me literally that like 
and it's 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 hard to get to that space, girl, because mm-hmm. like you were saying earlier, like getting mentally through things. I just got through some mental hurdles because like, man, life has been like my mom's birthday was just a few days ago. My mom passed away like two years ago, I want to say. Maybe it was two years ago, a year and a half, two years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a very, very hard thing for me because I was so powerless in that situation. I, my mom was oldest daughter. It's like, I'm supposed to be able to do so much, you know? And it was a very traumatic passing for me because like I had to watch it happen and I could do nothing. Like she had COVID, she was in the hospital. We were at a jacked up hospital. All these people that didn't care about her was operating on like craziness and I'm just there like what can I do like help kids nothing Mm -hmm. so it's like that moment of just letting God have the way and then not even being able to have words to soothe my siblings or myself I was I I talk a lot I was silent for a week and a half I was Mm -hmm. absolutely out of my body because it was on some junk tours like life really smacked me hard and yesterday somebody asked me like they were like oh you know you lost your mom and everything but I see you powering through like you still doing shows you still out and about you still uplifting people and I have to tell them I'll say yo it's really freaking hard like I talk to my mom every single day she would text me every like my phone is dry as fuck now (laughs) and my mom would text me every day just I love you make sure you pray today are you praying did you pray like stuff like that talk to God you know all this type of stuff and I remember um probably like the six month mark of her passing I I was so mad at God like I was so fucking mad bro I was all I was thanking God like okay thank you God for life and everything but I was so pissed because I was just like why now? Why like this? I'm not even 30 yet. I don't know how to navigate life. I don't have kids. I'm the only one of my siblings without kids. I'm like, she's not going to meet my kids. Like, this is bull crap. I was pissed. Yeah. But then one day I remember just wanting to cry so bad and I had no more tears. I didn't have any tears. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. I started writing. And I looked at what I wrote and I thought it was going to be some, I didn't even think about what I was writing. I reread what I wrote and it was like so soothing to my spirit. And I just let everything go. I let it all go. And I was just like, yesterday's don't matter. Tomorrow's, I can't feel what worry. Right now is the only thing I can do something about. And currently, I don't like how I feel. So how can I change this? I did not want to drink. I did not want to get my herbal on. I didn't want to do anything that was not healthy for me. So that's when I was like, let me put something inside of me that's going to help me like be better because I don't like feeling like this. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, like I challenged myself every day, like everything's not perfect, but things are getting better. I challenge myself like every day to try and like truly do better just do better, think something better, drink some more water, something like that. And sorry for the negatives, but like I lost one of my best friends. Yeah. I think you knew her as well. Like Keisha, she had passed away before South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is I was introduced to everybody, most of the people I know now through people who are no longer here. So yeah. I look at life and I look at God's will and I look at everything so, so, so like so delicately to the point in which now I'm trying to just calm down and breathe. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, if I go here, am I going to die? Like I was like yeah. that kind of anxious. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, it is what it is. 
Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But what I can do today is make sure that I'm sharing love and I'm trying to do something better for myself because the best, if I can be the best version of myself, that means everybody around me can be greater. Yeah. Because I'm doing my best type shit. So, yeah. That's sorry for all that. Thing. But yeah. <laughs> You're sorry. And listen, I, I definitely appreciate you for being open. Um, Because, listen, just like whatever y'all resonate with what I say, like this shit saves my life because <laughs> I, all my life I've been searching for, like, I literally research everything. I've always been searching for answers and hearing these things from actual humans right and listening to these stories and these different perspectives like I'm always like bawling after these like because like <laughs> I'm so grateful like that you yes. would even decide to come on any platform and share your damn feels like that's a lot come on this is healing like seriously I, like literally again I was listening to and Y'all were talking about such deep things to where, well, y'all were talking about such simple things to where it has such deep healing purposes on it. Like to for you to be a mom and care about the education that your son is getting and then to have such a stance on, no, he's not receiving this and know that that's where you're at and you're not budget. It's just like, okay, that's hers. And that's what she's doing with it. And I appreciate that. Cause now I know I can have my own shit too. So <laughs> you did that. And I'm just like, girl, come on come through <laughs> I that. so what what did you work in college at like where did that happen for you went to grambling state university the grambling state university yes where everybody is somebody with the fishy <laughs> listen no my baby cousin it's her first year playing at grambling this year and basketball Oh, she loves it. She is living her best little <laughs> life, honey. Oh my gosh. She's in this homecoming week coming up too. It is homecoming. Come on. Come through, people. She's oh man. That okay. So small Are story. You going? Reason, I went to Grambling. I'm going to homecoming. I'm I'm planning on it. People keep asking me, are you coming home for homecoming? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Cause I'm a lightweight when it comes to drinking and people have invited me to so many parties. I don't want to not show up if I go. Yeah. And then also I'm on the mindset of, Ooh, networking, alumni networking at this point. Let me take them to J-Hope show. Let me show them what I'm doing out here. Exactly. But then I'm like, Ooh, that's an eight hour drive for me right now. So I'll see how I feel after this weekend. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if I, I go from there. Cause yeah, Louisiana is the hop and skip right now. <laughs> listen it definitely is shout out to louisiana i, I just i love it i love it's it it's so amazing yeah. it's like super great in louisiana but then it's great if you know how to skate i'll say that it's great if you know how to skate and i mean like skirt skirt around the bs mm -hmm. like get away mm -hmm. focus on, on what you focus on and get out like yeah because <laughs> we have drive through liquor stores 24 7 fun non-stop something yeah. is going on somewhere at all times and it's not like the city fun to where you have to dress up to get messed up you yes. can come dressed up if you like but personally I like me a really nice chill kickback type of thing people that love me around me we eating good we drinking we talking about great stuff and we making memories like that's what I really miss I'm just like I know if I go to Louisiana I'm gonna be down there for a minute 
So <laughs> listen, I already feel you. So when you went to Grambling, did you like study communications? Like, is this something you went in doing? So no, I did not go in doing that. Um, man. <laughs> so when I first got to Grambling, my mom chose my major and I was doing business management and I was like, I want to do business management. I'm a, I'm a, I ain't gonna say how old I was, but people can do math. I was a, a fresh out of college shorty. I mean, fresh out of high school shorty, not even fully legal. I'm Louisiana legal at the time. <laughs> and I'm just there like, I don't want to study business management. I kept that um, major for a year mm -hmm. and after the year, I was like, it's too boring. They're, they're draining life for me. I had got a minor in, um, no, I switched my major to mass communications yeah. and I was focusing on public relations. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like, this is where the business that like, they got all the information and they got business. So then I did public relations. I took a minor in marketing and then like my junior year, I had met some people that were doing political science. So I had went to do psychology because I was like, holy yeah. shit, if we know how, if we can reprogram, this is my thoughts, right? Because mm -hmm. I was doing public relations, psychology, and marketing. My what a well-rounded experience, right? That man said, you're going to go crazy because you're doing too much to your brain. I said, I don't think I'll go. I said, I'm already crazy. So let's see what happens. <laughs> Listen, Psychology helped me figure me out more because um, it was an HBCU and they had African-American studies as well. I never even knew that they, that, that was a thing because I yeah. thought we were normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? We have our own thoughts. That's crazy. Yeah. So when I did that, that teacher made us write a lot of personal insight, like topics and things like that to really figure yourself out. You have to decipher yourself before you can look at anybody else. Because if you don't decipher you, you're going to look at everybody else from your own point of view. And I mean that by... If I'm hurt, let's say this, right? Before I healed some of my trauma, mm -hmm. I used to be so scared of people because I was like, oh my God, you just want to be my friend so you can make fun of me. And I only Ooh. say that because when I first went to the school, when I went to school in Louisiana for the mm -hmm. first time, I was in fourth grade. When I got there, I met like four, five, four or five girls. These mm -hmm. four or five girls were pretending to be friends with me. Mind you, I just came from a different school. So I was already done with what they were studying. I was yeah. in gift like I was over it. That semester yeah. was done for me. I'm good. So they pretended to be friends with me. I didn't have much money and stuff growing up. I just had my brains. And these people at the time, they were making me buy them all this shit. Like, you know, be friends with me. Oh, get me yeah. this. You're my friend. That type of shit. And I remember one day I was sitting there and I was like, they're not really my friends. And this girl came up to me and she was like, I wasn't going to be your friend at first. And I was like, the fuck? Like, she really just telling me. Exactly. Like, why are you going to tell me this before I buy you some hot Cheetos? I don't even eat hot Cheetos. And I'm buying you hot Cheetos, shorty. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> but I was a shy Coke bottle glasses girl. Just, you know. And she told me, well, you're a really nice person. And I think you need a friend. So I'm going to be your friend. And she was my friend for life. We had a little click and everything. But yeah. <laughs> after um, healing all of that and getting through that, it's like, I don't look at people as that anymore. I accept people for how they are, but I also have to keep my boundaries. So I'm learning more about like keeping certain things sacred. Cause like oh. it, it will be a time when somebody asks me, what's your real name? J-Hope. <laughs> Why you need to know my name? <laughs> so yeah, now I'm now I'm like people have to know my name so they can fully understand my story because like um it's 
it, there was a point where I wrote a lot of different stories and I was going to publish them, but I didn't know what I was sitting on it because I don't know what name to put it out under. Now I know I'm going to put it out of my birth name because I'm like, okay, that's my homage to my mom. Like, yeah. thank you for that. And it's like, I don't know. You have to heal yourself before, or at least start healing yourself before you interact with people to a certain degree. Because if not, you're going to keep injuring or you're going to keep hurting yourself even more. Because yeah. like, it's, it's very touchy to want to have a better life and do different things. But when you're mentally not prepared for that or emotionally ready for that, you just start burning everything down and it's bad. So I've been there, done that so many times. It yeah. was absolute madness. And I can't, cause like, what kind of foolishness is this? Like, but now I know what I want. I will receive what I want when the time is proper for me. And personally, I'm just pacing myself because I'm like, Time is technically relative and I'm on my own time at this point. Like I'm able to make my time now and I just need to calm down because everybody else not on that. Like I reset my circadian rhythm. I don't know what everybody else is doing, but <laughs> me personally in Jastopia over here is just chill as fuck. And I'm like my own puppy needs a stepdaddy. So husband more art thou. Like, <laughs> where you at little bo ass shawty in the cut do like, you hear me so i'm just gonna keep working out eating my plants and trying new fruit and chilling out you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's all you can do very yes. very very felt because these niggas just traumatized and they just hurt people hurt people hurt people hurt people girl hurt people definitely hurt people and it is and our, is our black very... men need some love like we need our brothers need some love and it's like girl I um I really want like our community to heal so bad because we have the best energy we, we can the a best from energy. here to there <laughs> and Listen. they don't that shit forever so forever. I need us to heal we gotta heal because we can't produce what everything that we want to create and produce with all this pain like okay. alchemize that energy folks like the, that's what I had to learn too like the depth of my pain I okay I ain't gonna say I'm a, a like a, a cray cray freak or nothing however I grew up a little gothy I was that one a little emo no. gothy so <laughs> I understand the games from the pain so it's on some junk for me like the harder something hits the better that you can really recover from that shit like mm. you could break a bone and gonna put titanium in your ass you feel me? They're not going to put no plastic in there. So it's like with all this negative stuff happening, we got to take a minute, breathe through that shit because it's already done. You can't undo something. Like yeah. it's done. And then it's just like figure out what you want to create better. Because if, if this is the worst aesthetic, I bet you we can get better. Like how do I make better from this? So yeah, it's a lot, but it's not. It just takes time, you know. It does just take time, and we do just need to heal. So, <laughs> when it comes to media specifically, since you were just being the college renaissance woman at an HBCU, goddamn, like, oh, I just stand, first of all. So, how'd you start doing media? Because you got some commercials on the resume, you got some ting. Like, what is going on? How okay. <laughs> All right, so this media thing started, I was behind the scenes at first. I used to help prep people and get them together, um, like doing media training for folks in college. So one of my homies, 
friends in college had his TV show and I would just tag along with him. And I'm like, yo, that's dope. You get to interview all these artists. You get to talk to celebrities. Like he would talk to every celebrity that came to school. Yeah. Um, he's currently working in Atlanta. Shout out to him. Stay Ooh. ugly. You got to love yourself. Come on, folks. <laughs> so um, he inspired me. And then um, I did radio for a while over in Colleen, Texas at K254 Radio. I was online mm -hmm. as Yaya with the Ratchetness. So yeah, I used yeah, to go by Yaya. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we used to get down. Um, I did that. And then my homegirl Keisha was like, hey, come to this listening party with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, fine. She's like, girl, you always talking about you love music, you want to get into it. So come on, come to Austin. We went down to the domain and we went there and this guy was all like, this ain't shit. I'm like, excuse me? Cause that means something to me. Like, it was Soldier, Jay Soldier. <laughs> Uh, listening party, him and Napalm doing the This Ain't Shit release, and um, I was just like in love with. It. I'm like, holy crap! Everything just my body was buzzing. My goosebumps came out. My I was just there. It was just so surreal for me. I'm like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I remember this. I I did not know them at all. Soldier and Napalm. I remember my homegirl was like, do your thing. I'm going to be over here if you need me. She has let me loose in the room. She was like, girl, it was amazing. You did your shit. Like, you was talking to these people. Mm -hmm. All this stuff. And I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. I, I was all in Soldier's ear like, yo, you were like about to blow up, my homie. You should hit me up and let me help you with this, that, and the third when you ready for Because at the time, I was doing hey, photography. Yeah. And um, I was just taking pictures of everything and doing my little blogs. I say little blogs because I would get up every morning on Facebook, like, happy new day, people. It's your girl. It's Jay, also known as Yaya. Make sure y'all tap in with me on the radio and check me out. I'm getting ready for the day. Just really jazzing people up a little bit. Yeah. And I remember it was probably like, yeah, about two, two and a half years ago, two years ago, my phone rang. And he was like, yo. And I'm like, hello, it's Jay Soldier. He's like, hey, I need you to come do these interviews for me at this point. I was like, holy shit, this man remembers me. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Of course. I was like, this is perfect timing because my radio stuff just ended. I was trying to figure out how to extend my media. I was doing interviews from time to time with people, but I didn't have it in one space or anything. And it was just the J-Hope popping up on people doing interviews and letting them put it on their Now I'm like, it's just so crazy how much more I've learned because now it's just like, holy shit, I have a full platform of the J-Hope show and now I'm doing interviews with people like you. So it's really even more real. And I'm just like, wow, okay. <laughs> We're here now. Well, like <laughs> That's been blossomed into J-Hope. So. Yeah. Damn, I stand that. Like... <laughs> That, that is like such a cool story and y'all this podcast already knows we friggin brag over them niggas napalm and soda all the time yes. unnecessary <laughs> like oh so gross but i i stand because like this nigga jaylen jay soldier does have this fucking music that makes you believe in it right yes. uh, and it's not like you don't have to try you don't have to yes. like force yourself Girl. it's just great you don't and it's like I, I honestly was a fan of his music before I knew him as a person and I say that because my homegirl she really was into music so we'd have playlists after playlists at home even that's trash nah I know him personally let me hit him up and let him know boy this trash is fuck. what well, call somebody 
and be like, why you record this shit? Or even tell people, yo, this is the best song you ever made. Or, oh, this is it right here. Let's put this on the real playlist. Send it out type junk. So yeah. it's definitely... Yes, for sure. always. She always present. Definitely through her presence constantly. constantly. Just don't be on a spooky shit. Because <laughs> it's October. Like, don't be on a spooky shit. Yeah, the bell is thin. <laughs> like, let's, let's not. I'm going to speak it out loud. Because me personally, I know, like, even on that tip, it's just like, again, it, everything is so surreal because the energy is crazy. Like, we never we multiply and again when we connect people to different folks or we spark certain things with folks that's forever and it has been a pleasure like every day I'm like I'm so grateful it has been so pleasurable to just experience certain things because the people I know this year I did not know five years ago the things that people want to do this year I wanted to do five years ago the folks that's ready to do shit they already doing it and it's getting done so I'm like all right keep on raising that bar so I can raise up higher too. Cause like every time I see y'all doing something awesome or po- when you post a vegan meal, I want to go make me some more vegetables now. Cause I was thinking about switching up and it's like, mm, don't do it. When they drop new hits, I'm like, Oh shit, let me go listen to this song so I can get some new ideas and really feel this energy in my spirit. Cause like, dude, words, are powerful actions are powerful and then to combine those two things it's just like wow we really are living a god's dream right now like we here and we present and we doing this shit like whoa like whoa. <laughs> and we black like whoa. Oh, black excellence out here like for real for real we we who jay-z was talking about like <laughs> jay-z was talking about us specifically <laughs> us <laughs> That's us. Literally. <laughs> they good. looking for us. We in Texas. Like, hello. <laughs> like in Colleen. And then do you live in Colleen? I actually live in between like Colleen and Austin, like in one of those small nook towns. Yeah. And up it is somewhere. Up street around Colleen, you know what I'm saying? In my little duff out, if you feel me. <laughs> so it's like, um, I have wanted to move to Austin. However, me personally, I can't see my, I don't have kids or a man. And it's like, I don't want to buy a space for myself right now. And I'm paying over a thousand dollars for something. Cause that's crazy. I can shop. I can get more nails done. I can get my hair washed by somebody else. It costs like $65 to wash natural hair. So I'm not paying that for it. (laughs) Exactly. Look, very smart. Definitely, definitely (laughs) felt. I promise if. This was not my place. If I was if I was looking at Austin from like an economic standpoint, right? And this was not the place that I yeah. was born and raised and all my people here, ain't no way. Zero way. There's no way I would live here. I, I, just can't I, I don't mind making that commute. I don't mind driving out like an hour or whatever and yeah. getting there. Like that's completely fine. So it's worth the drive. <laughs> and listen, and that just goes back to understanding like you as a person, what you want, what type yes. of comfortability that you want to yes. live like literally and i stand so you know we gotta what talk. you want yes huh? let's, talk. <laughs> let's talk let's go let's talk i know you got something i'm like i'm waiting for it. i'm like <laughs> right we have to talk like about your brain specifically and not to get sad again but how do you deal with grief how what does Ooh. that look like for you and have you ever Aside from these last, I know 2021, 
was grief stricken or like 2022 rather I guess and then Sorry, the yeah. last year well. yeah <laughs> like yeah. how do you how do you cope what is what does that grieving process look like for you man so oof my grieving process I don't think it's the most beautiful thing however y'all all have seen me grieve and I don't think y'all really noticed but Same. it's like <laughs> it's like um personally I sit in my feelings mm -hmm. I have to feel what I'm feeling so I can fully understand what's going on with me because like I don't like to use detachment style healing I like to really sit I, I go home I try and like just be at home I'll pull everything out the closet or whatever make my house a mess because I feel a mess inside mm -hmm. and then I really sit in my feelings. I have this thing. I tell myself, feel your feelings, but let your hurt go so you can heal. Um, yeah. If I'm happy, I want to be the best happy I can be. I want to dance. I want to sing all of that. If I'm sad, I'm going to sit at home. I'm going to cry. I'm going to scribble on some paper, draw, whatever I need to do to get that anger out mm -hmm. and or that sadness out. And like at the end of me getting to the root of it, I then try to build more happiness. I start making better choices to choose more happy in my life or choose a better emotion. Like I don't want to discredit any of my emotions. So I just let them come up to the surface and then I deal with them personally before trying to project them onto somebody else. Cause it used to be a really ugly process. Um, I would try and just pretend everything was okay, but it came out of my actions. Cause that, what is subconscious bull crap. And then your nervous system, so I would start doing crazy shit, like partying like crazy, just drinking and dancing and being loud, mm -hmm. you know, or just like oversharing, getting therapy from bartender strength, like that type of yeah. stuff, coping negatively. And now I'm like, mm -mm, that's not good because you're trauma dumping on other people. You filling them up with crap. They got to think about it. People care about you and want you to be okay. Now you're worrying them. That's mm -hmm. not cool. So now I like, and recently, shout out to Napalm for being a great friend because he and I both Nikisha. And like, he hits me up and he's like, are you good? You straight? Because he knew that we and her were really close. Mm -hmm. So the other day I hit him up and I was like, hey, it's going to be my mom's birthday. I don't know how I'm going to react this year. And he was like, well, just let me know if you want to hang out. Like, let me know. And honestly, the day of her birthday was like one of the most freeing days I ever had. Like, when mm -hmm. I tell you I've reached a certain peak in womanhood to where I was like, holy crap, like, this feels like a fresh wax on a breezy day. <laughs> like, oh, it's so amazing. I, I felt freedom. And it's like, really, I had to sit at home yesterday and I, I like, I bought a new journal. It's a cute journal I found. I was going to write, but I didn't even, pen could not touch paper. And I just yeah. spoke out loud around me and I was just like, I am free. I'm free from my worry. I'm free from my trauma. I'm free from my hurt and my pain. I'm free now. But now, what does freedom feel like for real? And I'm exploring that right now. So, yeah. <laughs> this is I <laughs> I I love all of that. Um, specifically because my my little Aries ego is coming out. Not J Hope over here helping me to view humans more empathetically. And what? It's sparking your empathy. That's all I was saying about that. That's, that's it. However, so 
you're you're grieving and you're finding these super healthy coping mechanisms, things that work for you, right? <laughs> Man, thank God. Like, and it's so crazy, right? Because I really like the meme is like like that says, oh, like it's crazy. Like when we've been through some shit and we don't react the same, like dog i really be sitting back and being like adriana who are you like ma'am you are not projecting you are not handling this in a way that you may even handle it six months ago you feel me like so what like a rewarding experience to experience like with yourself you know like it is just oh that the gratitude that i have began to have for myself and my ability to like really navigate shit like I I I just I can't sometimes like it's very overwhelming and I'm ugh I I just I'm very thankful and I'm very thankful you know to see other black women who are really intentionally out here like doing the work and also recognizing the fact that this shit is not all love and light or whatever it's not like that's not not even realistic it's not a tampon commercial chill out like what kind of foolishness is this we got cramps all up in that uterus baby it's a small space for a lot of chaos right (laughs) so you gotta yeah no (laughs) i love that so what does like self-care look like for you so me personally my self-care is gonna be exhibition style (laughs) i love um just being in my body so what i do for my self-care i recently started getting manicures and pedicures because i was in a girl growing up doing that type of thing i was never like go get your hair done all that so i started doing the body maintenance things i do that but another self-care thing that i do i cook for myself gourmet style i make myself a nice romantic meal i pour myself some wine i watch my favorite life i'll go out shopping for candles and just relaxing i like to be just in my own little world i will go look at the animals play i'll go find some bugs to follow stuff like that things to let my mind wander and let my child out like i let my inner child out to go play and explore but then i also regroup that and look at it from an adult stance Mm -hmm. and it's a whole different type of like life seriously like it's wild to me like even working out and stuff i used to would never do two miles of anything you crazy (laughs) but dancing and singing two miles or walking two miles with your favorite song on and just being free without worrying about what other people think about you man i can't even put that in words like (laughs) it's been amazing (laughs) oh well I like freaking Stan, and I stand how intentional you are about your goddamn journey um, and just your healing. And I know what it takes to get to that place of like no. real being <laughs> intentional about it. Um, but before we get to the rapid fire, right? Because I do got some questions. Yeah. Um, just to go back to media real quick, um, mm-hmm. something that I have found navigating this media space is that we all have we all have our different perceptions of what we want to put out to the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all, like there's, you know, I always kind of categorize these things. There's, you know, the say cheeses of the world. And then there's like the Angie Martinez in real life of the world. You feel me? Like there's like, 
you know there's a different so many niche. levels to this yeah it's so many levels um and it is hella male dominated like i i'm just over it over it <laughs> listen um but what what do you seek to accomplish when sharing these stories with people well honestly with like the j-hope show platform and everything my real intention was just to humanize us to be honest with you um there was a time where i did things so well people would not give me the space to be anything less than perfect and i was like i'm not perfect it's a lot to do these things and then on top of that i wasn't even okay with doing what i was doing at a point i was just like so anxious but nobody could tell because i wouldn't break a sweat so mm -hmm. it was a militant type of thing and my thing was like, I hated being like that. And when I started meeting so many people that were so deep in their profession, people only expected excellence from them. They didn't think about the fact that, hey, I got to get up in the morning and put myself together and then put my brain together to go interact with all these people and do all this stuff. So with the sessions that I have or the interviews that I have, I like to call them, it's like, I would call them sessions because we just chatting and talking and getting to the root of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, um, I just want to show the humanity with people. Cause like sometimes I think we even personally forget that we human cause we do so much with so little time or so little resources. And it's like, I think that the more people who show that part of their light, like that spark of their light, then more people will really understand like, okay, you have to, be, like you just told, you just told me that I was being intentional because I was winging it, girl. I'm like, I'm winging this shit. But no, it's like, say uh, no. <laughs> winging this shit. Because nobody taught me how to be this. Nobody yeah. showed me the way. They showed me what not to do or they told me what not to do. Or they said, hey, don't have kids. You don't want to. And I'm just like, I want kids. I want to be a wife. I want, the things you tell me I don't want, I want that stuff. So do I have to go through the bad shit to get it? No, I'm not doing that. So <laughs> now I'm like, um, yeah, I just want to show the humanity, show that we're humans and show that we're people, especially ethnic folks or super rich white people. Like they're still people at the end of the day. These professional mm -hmm. folks are still humans at the end of the day. They bleed like you bleed and they need to use the bathroom. So it's just like, I think the more that we kind of crack that shell open the more that that ceiling will be broken open and people can understand that they can go beyond name they can go beyond the limit that somebody else set for them because by my statistics by this social class and stuff i grew up in a single parent home with the mother that worked over 40 hours a week at multiple jobs we lived below the poverty line and it was a lot of other bull crap going on too i am not talking down on anybody however I can't say from my own stance in life, the things that people measured me to, I did not go that way. You mm -hmm. will not, you will not, and you cannot like police my body, but then also like exploit me. Like that's crazy. You want to tell me that I have to behave a certain type of way. I behave the way you told me to behave, but then you tell me I'm not as good as whatever less thing you think of. That's crazy. When that happened, like that yeah. literally happened to me. I mean, I went the academic way. I stayed out of trouble. I didn't do these things. And I was like, where are my million dollars at? Because y'all said, y'all literally said, I make these grades. I, I'm good to people. Where are my million dollars? Because y'all like, when, <laughs> when that light came on, I'll say when that light came on, I was just like, mm -mm. 
I can I can get to my million, but obviously they lied about the pathway. It's it look it looked like that from over there. It but good. you ain't never have to walk out here. You ain't you ain't never went out there. <laughs> you don't know what's beyond the mist. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> We out here. That's what I used to tell folks all the time. When I was working with the, um, I used to work with um, the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would try and tell people like, bro, this is crazy that I work for a Chamber of Commerce. That was like, you work for what? And I was like, I know, right? <laughs> I was like, what the, how did I let you in there? And I was like, bro, this is crazy. Because like, I was, uh, let me say, when I got out of college, I got married. I was married for like three years. Angie! Yeah. <laughs> I was married three years to this Jamaican American man. I fell in love with. He was, it was a good, it was a, he was older than me, but it was yeah. a. He say about me, he supported my craziness, but he was like, you were just something else, bro. Cause like, you want stuff that people ain't never thought to have. And I was like, I know, right? Period. <laughs> If I'm thinking the things that everybody else thought and I'm having the things that everybody else had, am I not them? That's crazy. I can't be myself. I can't be myself, <laughs> bro. Damn. So, yeah. Yeah. I went on a tangent, but yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting, J-Hope. So, I was almost married as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old. However, I was not married. So, it's very interesting to know when people okay. like go through with it. Do you... Yeah. How do you right. cope with that? Like, do you still have like a relationship? Any relationship with your ex? Oh, girl, that's not <laughs> that's not good. He got remarried, so that's not that's not a thing right now. Okay, <laughs> we can't Her. have that type of relationship. His new wife is not like that, so no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she liked that very much. So <laughs> it's like, um, we tried to remain friends afterwards because there were some bitter feelings in between that. Mm-hmm. However, um. I'm I'm gonna be me. This is me, like laughing, joking about the worst parts of life sometimes, because it is what it is. My grandma said we always gotta laugh. You gotta laugh at the end of the day, or life, uh, life gonna make you a joke. So yeah, <laughs> it's like um, I remember seeing him after he got the divorce and everything it was probably like a year or so after, mm-hmm. and I didn't know he got remarried. But he was just like, damn, my new wife act just like you. Not That's within a like, year though. He was like, Girl, it was, I, I believe in love and yeah. it's on some junk to where it's like, I kind of think we can love more than one person. And yeah. I feel like at certain points of your life, you need certain types of people. I definitely, my thing is this, you're not about to have me in your house every day and make me live with you and you're not marrying me. Like that was me at that age. Like, I don't know what you thought this was, but <laughs> I, that was, and he was like, all right, fine. We can get married. We're going to be yeah. together for it. Like, Okay. That type of thing. So it was me. Oh. It was more me. I can I can I can hold myself accountable. It was me. <laughs> yeah, so I love it. Was, it. it was you, but it's not. <laughs> you can have what you want. I said I was gonna be married at a certain age. I found the man I, I was in love with at the time. He loved me, and we were good financially. Everything was nice. So I was like, let's just do it. We're gonna be together anyway. So may as well be married. But you know, things happen how it happened. And I used to be so sad about it because I was like, who would want to deal with a divorced woman? I'm a failure. Like, I just felt so bad. And then I was like, girl, relax. Like, some people never get married. Some people never find somebody who likes them. And even on top of that, I was like, you were married. You got a divorce. You're single now. So what do you want now? 
And what do you like? Like what, what, what exactly from that do you want to take forward with you? I don't want to take the pain and sorrow from it, yeah. but I do want to take the patience and the other awesome things. So yeah, <laughs> I wonder a lot about me. <laughs> no, I, listen, I really stand. I, I find that very interesting. Um, for sure. It's always interesting. Like I'm always down <laughs> to know, like, that's like so cool because I, I too remember just being a young person thinking that, you know, I was supposed to get married. Like that was like a cool thing to do. You know, um, I I definitely am thankful, you know, for having not done that. Um, <laughs> but just because like the stress of a divorce, that just sounds like something that I am not prepared for. It's unfortunately, it was not as complicated. I wouldn't just go get married for sport. I'm not gonna okay. do that. It's like communication is key. You feel me? Yeah. Like if you if if th- that's why I don't feel like stuff is as hard as people think make it be make it and I'm a person who make things kind of hard sometimes yeah it's just like when we did it was very very petty at first because we both are cancers and he I don't know if you know anything about Jamaican American people culture wise or anything are you gonna say what I think you're gonna say but go ahead I don't know what, what you, you about to say you, what you think I'm gonna say what you gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna say they like things to be the way they want them to be. Got you, okay. Like yeah, I'm saying that because I got time for them coming in my neck. Like you know they out here heavy, heavy. <laughs> Goddamn, but listen, so, I, I do feel you. <laughs> yeah, communication is key though. We we had to talk a lot, and it was some very very hard conversations to have. And it's a certain point of honesty that you have to get to to like really deal with stuff, and it's painful. But yeah. at the same time. I, like I had told him, I would much rather us not make each other miserable and keep company than to like be hurt for a little bit and find something else to make us happy or find the people that we're really supposed to be with. Cause like, um, it got so crazy at one point, like it didn't get destructive crazy, but mm-hmm. emotional wise, since we knew how to injure each other, it got kind of bad. So dang. Yeah. No, yeah. I, my son's <laughs> dad, literally the the exact same. That's why I say, and I love how you say actually that things are not always as hard as we like kind of make it out to be. Cause you know, people like commend me and my son's dad's like relationship all the time now. Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> dog, we just literally living life, literally raising this kid. Girl it's hard and it's like that goes to the styles of attachment to like one thing I learned somebody had a tattoo it said be aware not attached and I think like when it because like even with my siblings my little sister it took me a while to let my little sister be her own person because it was like oh I will never let you make the mistakes that I made or I don't ever want you to get hurt by anybody like stuff like that it's like Dang, it's so interesting how trauma works, though. It's like you're hyper-aware and you don't ever want anyone around you to feel that. But you got to let them feel that ground. They got to hit that dirt, too. Because it's like, you can only, and we can only say so much to people and show them so many things, but they have their own eyes and they have their own hearts and their own desires. Because some people, like, (laughs) some people don't want the things that I want but they see me have them and they be like that shit look cool and I be like do you understand the way that I have to go to receive these things like even now right um I don't I don't have a normal nine to five life like everybody else got 
And people are like, oh my God, you like you have so much fun. I'm like, I don't get the opportunity to do the stuff that y'all get to do or be around the people that y'all get to be around or have those type of relationships that y'all have. I wouldn't say it's completely lonely, but there are times where the solo journeys get a little tough because it's like, damn, I wish I had that person to just be like, yo, you see that shit? Like, but it's not, I got a dog now. I got my Bentley. So (laughs) it is what it is. But in the same breath, it's just like, um, you really learn a lot about yourself when you have to go within and see Mm -hmm. what you have been storing up in that space. Like, what are you storing and how are you viewing life? What's going on? So it's all you. (laughs) It's literally all you. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) J-Hope! Oh, I said, it's like, I'm literally going to cry after this. Like, I got some text (laughs) messages to send and I'm going to literally just cry my eyes out. Like, I can't. (laughs) But, right, before we actually wrap up, I got rapid mm-hmm. fire. I like to tell people to answer them really quickly, but niggas don't know how to answer things. And neither do I, Let's so I can't. Happening. <laughs> Listen, I can't. <laughs> so, what, what's your favorite scent? My favorite scent? Mm-hmm. I love lavender and vanilla. Hmm. A vanilla lavender is my favorite. Yes, love that. <laughs> um, what song do you have on repeat at the moment? Ooh, my song on repeat is Rose Mo. Okay. My son, lucky day. Lucky day. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Um, ooh, who had more of an impact on the culture? Soldier Boy or T Pain, all things considered. Wait, say that again. Who had more of an impact on the culture? Soldier Boy or T Pain? Shit. Ooh, that's a hard one. I'm gonna have to say Soulja Boy. Okay. I have to say Soulja Boy. <laughs> yes, big Draco Phil. Oh, so who's Draco. the greatest performer of all time? Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter, or Michael Jackson? Okay. Um, Beyonce's the best woman, Michael Jackson the best man. So, <laughs> you know, I can't, we gotta go gender-wise on that. <laughs> I, you know what? I ain't even gonna argue with you. I feel you. Oh, so yeah. Drink Champs or The Breakfast Club? I'm gonna have to go with Breakfast Club. Classics always. Classic I like Breakfast Club. <laughs> Me too. I do too. And I love that you say that because everybody be hating on Breakfast Club. They don't know. They wasn't there when they first started. They, they don't were not there. The growth? There. Oh my gosh. The growth is crazy. Like, wow. I used to hate me some Charlemagne, but now I just, I stand. You know, he was always my, my favorite. I can't, I can't. He was my favorite because it's like, I got that voice in my head when yeah. people do stupid stuff. I call it my nigga bitch. Sorry, like when I get a little nervous, because yeah. like, I'll be saying certain shit and I'll just be like, I'm not understand. And then I'll be like, okay, calm down, because people don't come from the same thing. So, yeah. like, give them a minute. But, you know, it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> my happen quick. Like, and Charlamagne be quick with it. He'd be like, why would you do that? And it's like, damn, then nobody see that but you, bro. <laughs> but you, fam. <laughs> Man, shout out to Charlotte. God damn. Yes. Ooh, all things considered, Jay-Z or Wayne. Ooh, that's very hard because I'm I'm a Louisiana animal. Both of them Mr. Carters. That's why they made Mr. Carter. Like, that's all I can say. That's okay. why they made Mr. Carter, because they both are the GOAT. Like, yeah. That New is- York and Louisiana. Somebody gotta be at the peak. And they did that. So <laughs> I love that. I love that answer. Ooh, so um. Uh, Oh, locks or just like natural hair out? See, obviously my hair likes both. So I'm a wild child by nature. 
So I like I'm I'm falling in love with my locks. Yeah. But how has your I'm here for the pros? Man. So so far, so well. Um, I understand my hair from a different space and my antennas are definitely buzzing lately. If yeah. I could say that. So I I haven't finished all my downloads. I think that's why my um locks aren't locking so far. <laughs> However, um I love the fact that they're actually lightweight because I used to think they were so heavy but they aren't as heavy as I anticipated them to be and that's amazing to me so I love them so far (laughs) see I just keep going back and forth like one day I'll like want to lock my hair and then the next day I'll be like oh maybe not but maybe we'll see 2023 (laughs) I feel like it's going to be a very transformative year and I could I could definitely see myself starting a lock journey then but (laughs) Maybe we'll see. Um, ooh, Vlad or say cheese. Ooh, I'm gonna go with say cheese because he really got it out the mud. Vlad, yeah. I'm 50 50 on, on that because he be thinking shit funny and it's not. And I'd be like, that's not funny, bro. That's fucked up. And exactly. I'm like, why would you laugh at that man's face like that? <laughs> exactly. Damn, <laughs> damn, Vladimir. So. Damn. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. do not disagree. Oh, so who are the top five artists in your personal rotation right now? Top five in my personal rotation. Shout out to Jay Soldier because he definitely hit some hits. And I'm not just saying it because I know him. His songs have really got me through some fucked up days. He done said some wild stuff. So definitely Soldier. Um, Lucky Day, definitely giving me the vocals and feels on that. Female-wise, Snow Allegra, just popped that off. Then classic wise, have I got Beethoven on my playlist. I love me a classic piano breakdown, little orchestra up in there from time to time. Then my number five person that I'm looking at right now, it was actually a new artist. Crap, what is her name? I don't even know her name for sure, but um, I think she's from Atlanta. I can't even remember the song, but she's been like on my loop right now. Whenever I see it, I'm gonna post it and tag you in it because oh, yeah. like. Yeah, I, I always try and keep a new artist so I can see what's happening. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm in my little world. <laughs> well, Phil, I definitely love how you said that little bit about Soldier too, because dog, we he is so deep in our rotation at home. Like my child knows his lyrics. Like the man has got me also through some dark shit. Like man. he's a genius. He, I don't even think people understand like honestly the magnitude at which he's operating and he is for me it looks like he's so humble doing it because in the time that I've known him I've never seen him be like outrageous about anything and I've seen people with less do a lot for no reason that man got a lot going on and I was just like that pre-roll the way that that rolled out and done I'm extremely in awe at times because I'm like, damn, you really brought these people together for this? <laughs> for this. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> now, the man's a fucking genius visionary and the music is it's phenomenal. Like, it's like it's no music. denying. Yeah. It's actually real music. So, and I don't think people understand that. Like, I that totally really goes over people's head. He really says some real shit and it's just like, Y'all didn't hear what he... Maybe they don't understand it yet because they're not there. Yeah, that's what right. I was thinking. Like, a lot of the buttons don't click. Like, yeah. literally. <laughs> fucking shout out to that guy. We, like I said, yeah. we literally talk about these niggas on the podcast too fucking much. Like, y'all know the vibes, whatever. Ugh. Gross. But, <laughs> right? so we Ugh. have... 
I know. We have a, we, you have an Austin festival, a J-Hope hosted music festival. Who are the top, who are the five headliners from Austin? Don't put me on head like this. Okay. I want to, all right. Obviously, Jay Souls is going to be there. He got to calm him down. I want mm -hmm. Lil Nas up there because oh, she me? hit that poke and that's my shit. She that's my shit too. I need Wait to have Jay out there. I'm right. I need J Mill out there because he be soothing with that voice. I vibe yeah. with that. <laughs> I'm going to need Stastny. If she's from Austin, I'm on Stastny. Yeah, I think she's because she be hitting that shit. One more person from Austin. Let me see. That's kind of hard. Mm, I want. I don't know if you listen to him, Dubbo from Austin. I don't know his him. name is. His name Dubba. He be doing this Yale thing. He like this little rock and roll thing going on. Little yeah. black rock star. But I vibe with the shit he put out. Like, Man, you gotta I send like me it. some. Girl, I am. Like, girl, he just be yelling. And I like I like rock music. Like, Same. I love me some good. I like some soulful music. So you gotta get me moving. And those people right there I just named, they get me in the grooves. Every time I see them perform, do something, or go out loud with it, I just be like, damn, all right. Like, I love it. So yeah, <laughs> well, that sounds like a very huh? <laughs> I said my bad for the people I ain't mentioned. Y'all know I fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, but you already know the vibes. You already know the fucking vibes. Like, I my my list would have been very similar, give or take. Go ahead, but listen. <laughs> thank you so damn much, friend, for You're being welcome. here yeah. and talking to me and putting so much insight into my current life that you don't even know like it's actually scary I don't <laughs> the conversation may come around off the record I don't know but thank you very much Although, I, I definitely just appreciate how like open and vulnerable you are because yeah. I would rather have like a tear jerking ass conversation than a hi how's the weather today so like <laughs> literally right so what what do you want to leave the folks with? Leave leave us with the stuff. All right, so I'm gonna give you all this for my personal scope. Um, huh, the paper fell in the house. That was creepy. Shall I share this? Uh -oh. <laughs> Shall we give this to the people? So I'm gonna give you all this though, real talk. Um, seriously, just for yourself to be yourself, and that's the stamp I put on it. Like this, the idea that has resonated in other people's mind about you is great and everything. However, when you attach that to yourself, you build in a cage. Don't put yourself in a cage or a box before it's time for that type of shit. So explore your channels of you, enjoy the bad parts of yourself and change the portions of yourself that you do not like. So free yourself to be yourself, please. <laughs> I love that. And look, with one more minute left so we don't have to restart the meeting, where can we find you at? Y'all can find me on the internet if you type in the J-Hope. And if you hashtag the J-Hope, I should pop up faster. The J-Hope show. And hopefully spring 2023, I will be bringing you guys the Joy Hope brand to help everybody come together and really magnify this energy properly. So that's what I'm working on. The Joy Hope brand. The Joy <laughs> Hope brand. Well, we stand, yes. ma'am. I will definitely see you soon <laughs> and give you a big ass hug. Um, and I'm going to wear some yeah. palm shoes so I can be your height because I really do feel like I'm your height in real life. You're so funny for that every time. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome back to another episode of OG Says, where I, OG Adriana, say something about something, y'all. This week's OG Says segment is hella, 
hella short. Um, I don't want to do too much explaining because this week's OG says is don't convince, just execute as you see fit. Um, I'm gonna pop, I gotta pop my shit on this one a little bit actually. Um, and not even pop my shit. I don't even like that phrase, but I have to say that in a bunch of ways I have been expecting certain levels of respect um and thus in my brain feeling the need to convince people circumstances atmospheres communities whatever the fuck um I've had to kind of convince, I felt the need rather to convince these, these entities, right. Of the fact that I, I I need the respect nigga. Like it's not all love and light. It's not like, I, I really ain't had to give a bitch a two piece in a minute to be quite honest. So that energy is definitely it's definitely been brewing. Um, however, obviously, I'm not gonna, I would never, I'm too grown. But I say don't convince, just ex- execute as you see fit, because you are the only person in your world that is going to see the vision the way that God planned it for you or spirit planned it for you or whatever planned the universe, right? Planned it for you. You are the only person that is going to see that vision the way that 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 vision was divinely assigned to you. You know, um, so trying to go above and beyond to get people to get it and understand that's all irrelevant. That's doing nothing but causing you more stress, deterring you from being on the path of just, just getting it done, just executing the way that your spirit is comfortable. You know, um, I've been talking a lot about, you know, my conscience being super clear because when I think about certain circumstances that I've been in recently, when I think about certain way people have spoken to me when I think about certain way that people have moved and hand moved with me and like handled me. Um, when I take a step back, my conscience is genuinely clear. When I pray about it, my conscience is so clear right and that's not to dismiss my faults in anything um. Because, of course, I am constantly reconciling with my shadow side, making sure I do integrate the portions of me that that can be aggressive, that can be ego driven. Right. Um, But even through my faults, nigga, I'm so apologetic or unapologetic. I am so able to say and speak exactly what is on my mind to a level that fucking scares me because who is this girl? But I've really done the work and I've really made it a mission to approach life in an intentional way that when people have me fucked up, it really has me fucked up. And I've had to, I'm really having to use this OG says segment to scream at myself because 
you don't got to convince. You don't have to get angry. Like the path is your path. Like if your conscience is clear, goddamn, there's nothing in your way. So just execute, execute as you see fit, honey. So I, I guess I'll repeat for the soundbite, right? But this week's OG says is don't convince, just execute as your spirit sees fit. Period. Part. Let's end the episode. Goddamn. <laughs> All right, friends. So if you know, you know, at the end of these episodes, I love to do some sort of energetic climate, some sort of divinely spiritually led word to kind of lead us as a collective into the week, month, whatever, however long to come, right? Um, so today, y'all, and I can't believe I forgot to say this in current events, but my girl, my soul sister, the person who, my number one when it comes to artists, Right. Um, Janae, my, my, my girl, she dropped, she finally dropped at the baby boy. Y'all little Noah is here Earthside in the cut. Um, so I thought for today's energetic climate, I would pull from my girl's book to fish. Um, I am so, ugh, I, I, I'm just so thankful and excited to, be able to watch Janae's journey as a person that I really look up to, admire in the music game. Um, I admire their her vulnerability um, as a human, where her healing and her growth and her journey comes. Um, because I, I don't know, I think there's such value in transparency. I think there's such value in sharing your the highs and lows of your testimony. You know, um, because someone always resonates. But anyways, anyways, y'all, I'm gonna pull from two fish today and we gonna get us a little word from sister girl. All right, spirit, I come to you on behalf of the collective asking for clear and precise messages. Um, I ask that on behalf of the, the community that we have built here, um, that all spirit ancestors of benevolence come through and um, give us a word via this vessel to, to, to guide us and to lead us. Um, amen. And all that shit, right? <laughs> so I'm flipping through and we are going to pull something. 62 fish. Smiling at strangers and flirting with danger for the remainder of this life and never, ever, ever thinking twice. Period. Per. <laughs> y'all, I. <sighs> shout out to Janae and shout out to y'all. I, I don't got much to say after that. I'm going I'm to just let Sister Girl's words ride out and I'm going to let this episode ride out. I want to give a huge thank you to J-Hope. I also want to give a huge thank you to Fresh and to Joda for chopping it up with me for the throughout the month of November for this Black Media Month um, situation right? Many series that we've had going on here. Um, I'm always thankful for these conversations. Um, I, I got a super bucket list conversation off during this mini series. Y'all already know the vibes. So 
I'm just thankful and I'm grateful for where this platform is going. I am grateful that season two is almost over, honey, and I get my little break, right? Um, There are only five or now that you've listened to this episode, there are only four episodes left for the remainder of season two. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, honey, OD Adriana. Um, You can find us also on Instagram you feel me at og adriana that's my personal instagram honey um where i i use it as a mini blog like a micro blog um, where i share my feels a lot of the time unsolicited um you can also find this podcast instagram at organic with og where i post podcast updates and like aesthetic things you can also follow me um on twitter at your own discretion honey i love to tweet and delete you you already know the vibes um at OG Adriana underscore um and this podcast share it with your peeps and your friends because this this platform has always been so much more than media to me I just now started leaning into the fact that I do have a media platform I cannot run from that fact um however it's so much more than that to me I really am just trying to save the black ass world I don't have time for for bullshit I don't have time for for the games of this industry um and I try to stay as far away from those games as possible however just know that this shit is deeper than all of those all of the little industry nuances you know all of the clout all of the fame is really bigger than that um what i love for my ideas to be heard by the masses of course however y'all niggas are the masses to me this shit means the world to me every time someone tells me that they resonated with some shit that i said every time someone gives me a fucking compliment like y'all have no clue that that literally keeps me alive right um so yeah um more content soon come um we are wrapping up this season hopefully with with the huge bang but but we'll talk about it and y'all know i'm bad at goodbyes I, i really need to get media trained on how to fucking end my podcast but y'all know the vibes bye bye guys bye